It's another episode of the Chats podcast, the highlights of the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show with me, Andy. Let's play the jingle. So yes, welcome to another episode of The Chats. These are the highlights of the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show. Uh, I host the Maidstone Radio Breakfast Show, and so it makes sense that I talk and stuff at the beginning. Uh, All week long, we've been bringing you conversations with local politicians from the Liberal Democrats, the Greens, the Labour Party, and now the Conservatives. Sally Ann Marks. She is the chairman of the Maidstone and the Weald Conservative Association, and she had a pre-recorded interview with us and this is what happened so this morning we are talking to sally ann marks who is the chairman of the maidstone and the Weald conservative association sally ann good morning good morning uh, lovely to have you with us um you and your fellow conservatives have some really big decisions to make don't you well thank goodness yes we do um there was a little doubt there for a, a short while wasn't there a week or so ago as to whether the members would be allowed uh, to have their say, but I'm awfully glad that that has been kicked into the long grass and everything seems to be progressing, you know, at a good good pace now. So we should have somebody in place um, not too not too long in the distance. Obviously, the Conservative Party is something that you are passionate about. You're, you're the chairman of the Maidstone and the Wheel Conservative Association. So uh, have you felt let down by some of the scenes that you've seen in Number 10? I feel let down by all sorts of people, frankly. Um, Let down by some parts of the media, um, by some politicians on every side. Um, I was a Boris supporter at the beginning, certainly voted for him to be leader. And I still think he has something really rather special. You know, he has that charisma, that uh, almost unknown thing. That, that so few politicians do have these days, and that's connectability. Uh, and so I was very sorry to see him mired in, well, various disputes and so on. Uh, and that's not to say that I excuse some of his actions, not at all. Uh, we do expect extremely high, um, a high moral code for all of our politicians, but I think it does us good sometimes to remember that they are human, like we are, and. Um, well, it's a Bible expression, isn't it? Those who are without sin um, maybe should be the ones to throw the first stone. So uh, I do feel um, let down to a degree, um, but not just by uh, Boris or by some of the people around him. Okay. Um, Do you think that he resigned at the right time? Should he have gone earlier? I think he it was pretty close to the last last knockings. And uh, I, I was very sad in a way. I, I was sad on a human level um, because at the end of the day, he is a human being. And there's no doubt that he, he felt those knocks deeply. I thought his speech was very moving, actually. And it, it may not have pleased everybody in the party or indeed the country. But um, I do think we saw glimpses of a very, very sad man so of course I'm I'm sorry in one respect but I think probably it was the right time um, for him to go and um, there were just too many things stacking up and uh, I think uh, you know it was Pincher really who who did it for him in the end 
Yeah. And in terms then of let's move on to what's next. We've got the, yeah. the election race going on at the minute. As we record this, um, it, we perhaps uh, in just a little while, we'll find out who uh, who is still left in the race. Um, but uh, is there anybody at the moment who particularly takes your fancy? Anybody that you're sort of eyeing up as to who you perhaps would elect? Well, I suppose it, it won't surprise you to hear that um, I'm really delighted we've got such a breadth of talent right across the party. And for us to have 11 initial candidates was pretty something. Uh, and each one of them would have done a creditable job, I'm sure. There are some standout stars, of course. Um, and I am not in a position really to, to make a decision yet. Um, but we, the members, are only going to be offered the choice of one of two candidates. So at the moment, and of course, we won't have that um, choice really for some weeks yet. Uh, I can't possibly come out and say who I'm going to support because I want to see how it emerges and how things go. You know, various people have had obviously a real good boost to their initial campaigns. Uh, Rishi Sunak and Penny Mordaunt obviously are the high flyers as we speak. What I'm really keen is that we should have the opportunity, we as members, to listen to them, listen to the final two, and then make a judgment. Because it is how people are going to behave and react and grow in the next few weeks that's going to be key to those decisions that I and my fellow members are going to make. Okay, so speaking of those 11 initial candidates that we got at the beginning of the week, uh, every or at least it felt like every single one of them was talking about tax cuts just after we've had a government where we've had tax rises and indeed those MPs would have voted in favour of those tax rises. So what's right here? Is it tax rises or tax cuts? We're a little confused. Well, I think the reality of the world is a very different one to when some of those decisions were made. And um, two years ago, when we were right in the middle of COVID and Rishi Sunak uh, initiated the furlough scheme, my initial thought, apart from relief as a business owner, was this is going to have to be paid for in some way, Hmm. nothing ever comes free. And not only furlough, but the enormous cost to the nation, to the NHS, to those extraordinary scientists who who made those uh, terrific breakthroughs and so on. Uh, And none of that should come as any surprise that it's going to cost us, you and me, as taxpayers, an awful lot of money. So the choice is either we pay for it or our children and their their children will pay for it. And I suspect it's going to be all three of those scenarios. Right, yeah. This is a big deal. And of course, out of COVID and out of um, this hideous situation in Ukraine have come further challenges. I mean, this poor old world is really beset with problems, isn't it? Let let alone the, the climate emergency. And that's all got to be paid for. Having said that, Instinctively, I'm a low tax, small government member, member of the party, voter, if you like. So there's a real balance to be made here. So you could argue that Rishi's stance 
is the right one, because what he's saying quite clearly, and if people will only listen, is, yes, of course, tax cut when we can afford to. Right. The others appear to be saying tax cuts. So as long as it's costed, tax cuts, um, and, and there's a clear um, process, a verifiable way forward, then I'm up for tax cuts. You know, I'm a pensioner now. Personally, you know, things are not easy. Big decisions are being made. And I'm one of the lucky ones. You know, I have a house, you know, that I, I'm, we've worked extremely hard to have. But there are an awful lot of people who are really on the breadline. And, and I feel very, very much for them. Even my own kids, you know, who are struggling a bit uh, with, with their outgoings. Um, when I say even my own kids, I mean, all young people are struggling yeah. unless they are, you know, extremely lucky. So what then could one of the candidates say that would be music to your ears that would address some of those concerns? Fair taxation. Let's be fair to people. Let's be open and honest about the debate. Let's make tax simpler. Why should it be so complicated? Uh, I know very clearly what sort of money I have coming in because it's so little these days. And yet one is still taxed. You're given money on the one hand and then you're taxed in the other. This is a complete nonsense uh, and doesn't help in this small government um, that we all are meant to espouse. So I, I think it's about simplifying tax. It's about being realistic. It's not overtaxing people because they'll just walk. Look, yep. look what happened, you know, years and years ago under the Labour government. I mean, I'm not trying to make a political point there, but it did. People, people were being taxed 98%. What? I mean, that's completely ludicrous. So you really do have to encourage entrepreneurship and um, innovation. And that comes at a price, maybe. But actually, the more people who earn more money, who are supported to earn money, then your tax take is greater. In terms then of, of the communication that we've we've been getting from our MPs, as Boris Johnson was resigning, of course, we were hearing from MPs everywhere about whether they are going to be resigning their government posts, whether they will be uh, calling for his resignation, what would they would they be staying in government, waiting for a new leader to come in? Um, from our MP Helen Grant, we haven't heard anything. There's been no statements whatsoever. Uh, as as a member of the party, were you hoping to hear something from our local MP? I I do think that each MP has got to make those decisions for themselves. And I know Helen personally. I've, I've known yeah. her for a very long time, long before I came to live in Kent. I know that she is, she's got integrity right through. She's a good constituency MP. She listens to people and helps them. And I can vouch for that personally. And she will have been bombarded far more than, than your eye on the television. She would have been called into meetings and uh, lobbied by every candidate. There is no question about that. And quite sensibly, she's keeping um, her thoughts to herself until such time as she has to make a vote each time. The pragmatic and sensible way forward for any backbench MP, if you like, is actually to keep your powder dry. I'm not at all disappointed in that. I wouldn't expect anything else, actually. A lot of a lot of MPs have come out 
but not as many as haven't. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you know, so. we have we heard from Damien Green. Uh, we know that he is backing Tom Tugendhat. Uh, we obviously heard uh, Helen Waitley resigned her post um, from government, and Rob Butler in Aylesbury came out and said that uh, Boris should resign. I, I think people were just sort of perhaps trying to gauge whether our MP agreed or disagreed, and I think perhaps knowing would have been great. Um, however, I have just had the announcement as to who's dropped out. So uh, Suella Braverman is now out of the leadership race and Rishi Sunak is top with Penny Mordaunt in second. So uh, what what would you what what's your reaction to that? Suella Braverman, would she have would she have done something particularly exciting to light up the Conservative Party? You know, she she's got enormous strengths, enormous strengths. I mean, we we have some super talent. Um, but I suppose, hand on heart, no, I'm not particularly surprised. And really, there's no change in the top two, is there? I don't no. know who's come third. Do you know? I don't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't no. been able to see that part of the uh, of the. I, uh, I suspect Liz Truss come again. So um, third again. I'm not sure, but uh, where would Suella Braverman's supporters? Where would they now realign themselves? Do you think? Well, who knows? Who knows? So, I mean, the chances are that those her votes are going to be dis- dissipated across the field. I just want to touch on a couple of local issues, if I may. Um, we've been speaking with other representatives from other parties and uh, we've, we've brought up some of the local issues with them. Uh, the, the number one uh, that always seems to come up is uh, travel and the traffic getting through Maidstone. Um in terms of what you'd like to see happen in Maidstone, what changes you'd like to see in terms of uh, bringing traffic levels down, making it easier for us to get through Maidstone, uh, what suggestions would you hope that um, the Conservatives could put forward in order to, to make that happen? Uh, what what I do think we need to do is to completely uh, reinvigorate um, the local bus uh, services. Th- these are really difficult times for everybody and lord knows it's expensive enough to go on public transport but if you haven't even got that option you're really stuffed on the other hand traveler for traveler it's a very expensive deal and very often these bus services the country bus services the rural services are heavily subsidized and you can often see a bus as you can't often but when you do see a bus very often they're practically empty. So we've got to think think very hard about how we provide this. I think the other big, big issue locally is housing and the, um, the quality of the infrastructure for all this proposed new housing in Maidstone and, and surrounding areas and the villages. I do think comes at an enormous cost. And unless the infrastructure is there at the same time as these new houses come on stream it's just not going to work how will people get to schools to colleges to work if there isn't the infrastructure difficult and yeah and and one of the other things that we've been bringing up as you say is the cost of living crisis and recently as as far back as january 1st this year it was announced that maidstone is responsible for 25% of food parcels handed out at food banks. So what then could the Conservatives be doing? Bearing in mind they've been in government for you know, the past 10 plus years, what could they be doing 
to relieve that burden? Um, I think it's today or yesterday. Um, there's going to be more money around and all sorts of handouts from the government. We've got to sort out the cost of energy. Personally, I'd like to see um, something done about VAT on fuel costs, on energy costs. But that comes at a cost because you've got to find the money elsewhere. But at the moment, you know, two pounds a, a litre on on fuel is just it, it's, it's dreadful. I mean, for sure, something on the fuel duty. But some would say there's also plenty of energy companies out there making rather healthy profits. Perhaps well, we should be it, asking for another windfall tax, a second one. Well, there you are. Low tax. What were we talking about? Taxing <laughs> So uh, perhaps taxing those that could afford it. Well, yes. All right. But, you know, it seems to somehow come back and bite us on the rear end, doesn't it, at at some point. So um, you've got to be, well, gosh, I'm glad I'm not the prime minister or even a candidate. (laughs) But there you are. Do you feel quite a lot of responsibility knowing that you'll contribute to making this decision? Yes, with, with great with privilege comes huge responsibility. Those of us who, who take our, our roles very seriously will read, will listen, will try to engage and really start, start a, um, a huge discussion with ourselves and presumably with other people as well, of course, uh, to come to that decision. It's, it's a huge responsibility. Well, Sally and Marks, thank you so much for having a chat with us. We really do appreciate it. Best of luck coming to a, a decision one way or the other as to who you'll back. Um, well, of course, um, you're more than welcome back on at any time to, to tell us how that's gone, what your experience was like. Um, but for now, have uh, enjoy the rest of your Friday, which is weird when we're recording this on a Thursday. Uh, so <laughs> in, enjoy whatever the, the weekend has to throw at you. And it was uh, lovely speaking to you. Thank you. Well, thank you. Goodbye. Well, there we have it. All four of the main political parties here in Maidstone have had their chance to air their opinions. We'd love to know what you think. Uh, If you want to send us your thoughts, we'd love to hear them. You can always email them to studio at wearemaidstone.com. Or, of course, you can find us on the socials. We are Maidstone on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. It's good to hear from you. So send in your messages if you can. And, of course, you can always listen live to the show every Wednesday, Thursday and Friday from 7am until 10am at wearemaidstone.com. Uh, I am now going to go and have a lie down because it has felt like a very, very long week. But hopefully you will stay out of the heat. Don't get too hot, please. But for now, I shall leave you to enjoy your weekend. Have yourselves a lovely time.